Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Most people in our world today, including, I'm sorry to say, The majority in our churches are unfamiliar, unaware, uninformed, and ignorant of the truths of God's Word. That's why the church in general looks just like the world. That's why the divorce rate in the church is basically the same as in the world. Sometimes, as we look around, we ask ourselves why there seems to be no difference in behavior between us and the church and those who have no relationship with Jesus. For much of ancient Israel's history, they had the same problem. Pastor Mark will be teaching about the core difficulty. Although God is trying to speak words of life to us, we aren't listening. Jesus had the same problem in his time. In fact, because the Jewish leadership didn't want to hear what God had to say, They killed Jesus. If we want to live God's way, we have to begin to listen and to obey. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now here's Pastor Mark in Philippians chapter 3 with part 2 of his message, How to Listen to God. Last night I told the people, just turn to your neighbor and say, I'm a dumb sheep. I won't ask you to do it. Just turn to your neighbor and say, I'm a not-too-smart sheep. Would you just do that right now? You're better than last night, see? I'm not too smart. And so all the way through the Bible we see this. By the way, it's very true. Do you know a sheep can't survive by themselves? And I had a guy at the service last night come up at the end. He says, Pastor Mike, I raised sheep most of my life. And he says, when you said sheep are dumb, I went, Amen. And I said, what do you mean? He says, a mama sheep, she's getting ready to have a baby. And I lived up north. She would go outside the barn and have the baby, and the baby freezes to death. We had to lock her inside. She was dumb enough to walk outside. So not too smart. So when you begin to think about that, what does that say about you and me? Now, some of you are going to say, well, Pastor Mark, I did what you said. I said I'm not too smart. But to be honest... I can do this thing called life. I mean, I might need God in a few places, but most of the time, I'm pretty brilliant. I got lots of experience. I know how to do this thing called life. But you're wrong. No sheep was designed to do life alone. Sheep are not responsible. They do stupid things. I told you that. A few years ago, we were in a mission, and we were in Romania, and we were doing work at a hospital and ministering during the evenings and so forth. And we came back to this little town at night, 
And I'll never forget it. We driving back in our car and going to the hotel that was there. And as we're driving alongside the road, all these cows is walking back alongside of us. And I think, where in the world are they going? And we watched the cows. When they came to their home, they'd been out in the fields all day. When they came to their home, they just turned right and went right in the backyard. <laughs> Waited for the next morning. And you go down the street, there's the next cow. That's not his home. Turn right here, walk right into his house. I'm going, that's unbelievable. Nobody's calling them nothing. They're just going to their home. A sheep, they just go right on down the road. They don't care about nothing. <laughs> so see, you think you can do it? You can't do it on your own. How do I know? Because the Bible tells us. Look at this verse. You ought to write this verse down in your Bible, in the leaf of your Bible, because you always have to review back to it because we're pretty prideful people. Notice what Jeremiah the prophet said. I know, O Lord, that a man's life is not his own. You weren't designed to do life alone. And then the key words. It is not for man or woman to direct their steps. You were never designed, you cannot successfully do life without a shepherd. You cannot, every one of us are sheep. A sheep is not independent. Must follow the shepherd. Principle of truth from the word of God. Now, turn if you will to Mark chapter 6 verse 34. One day, Jesus, of course, lots of sheep in Israel when he was there. Jesus is the shepherd. Jesus is the lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. In Mark chapter 6, we see Jesus interacting with religious people. Notice what it says in verse 34. When Jesus landed and he saw a large crowd... He had compassion on them. So Jesus had feeling for this crowd as he looked out at them. Why? Look at this. Because they were like sheep without a shepherd. As Jesus looked out at the crowd, he saw people that looked like sheep without a shepherd. What does a sheep without a shepherd look like. Goodbye. (laughs) Any mint jelly? Now, understand that's funny, but it's not funny. When Jesus looked out, just imagine the campus you're at, Jesus being there on that platform and looking out at the people. What did he see? He saw sheep that didn't know how to do life. Now, they had shepherds because they were very religious Jewish rabbis, but they didn't care for the people, and they taught dead religion, and there was no life in it. And Jesus looked out, and he went, man, my heart is breaking. And Jesus knew that life wasn't a playground But it was a battlefield. When he saw these people without a shepherd, he knew who was behind it. Look at this verse. You know it by heart. John 10.10. The thief, Satan, comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. 
Jesus knew that there was a real enemy that had deceived these people. They were deceived, thinking they were right with God because of dead religion, but they couldn't do life right. In fact, you and I know today we have that same enemy. And not only that, we really have three powerful enemies, the world system, our flesh, and the devil. So as Jesus looked out, you can understand why he was so concerned, why he was so moved, because he knew they could not do life right, and thus they were frustrated, controlled by Satan and the world and their sinful nature, and he knew behind all of that they were deceived. So as he looked out, these were sheep that didn't know what to do. They were empty. They were lonely. They were guilty. They didn't know how to do marriage. They didn't know how to do family. They didn't know how to do life. There was no satisfaction in them. And and they were searching for something. That's why there was a huge crowd. Because Jesus was bringing something different. I want you to think about something for a moment. Every neighbor, almost every neighbor, co-worker, student that you go to school with, People that you were interact with today in the restaurants and shopping, most of our world are sheep without a shepherd. They're trying to do life, and they don't even know there is a shepherd. Do you understand why we should be like Jesus and have compassion on them instead of making fun of them? Do you understand why I've asked you, and many of you are doing it, inviting people to come to church? Because they need to know that there is a shepherd, and they can hear him speak, and they can know how to do life. But sometimes, as followers of Christ, we don't even hear God speak. And so we want to learn today that the reason we need to hear him speak It's because you're not designed to do life without him. God never designed it that way. But Satan deceives us. And he offers us all kinds of excuses and things to do. Now, watch this. Jesus looked out in the crowd. He saw them as sheep without a shepherd. What would he do next? The end of the verse, you don't need to look, I'll tell you. The end of the verse said this. He began to teach them. Oh, he didn't have the Bible. He was the word of God. When he saw that they didn't know how to do life, he said the solution to their emptiness and no satisfaction and purpose was to teach them the word of God. What am I doing right now? I'm teaching the word of God, the voice of God. That's exactly, look at your verse, look at the end of verse 34. So he began to teach them what? Many things. Now, why did he do that? Because he knew this verse in the Old Testament. Let me read it to you. Hosea 4, 6. My people are destroyed from lack of knowledge. They didn't know there was a shepherd that loved them. They didn't know they could understand the word of God. Will Rogers says this. 
Everybody is ignorant, only on different subjects. Someone may know a lot about computers, but very little about cars and vice versa. Most brain surgeons know little about rocket science, and you wouldn't ask a rocket scientist to perform brain surgery on you. Do you understand the statement I'm going to make? Most people in our world today, including, I'm sorry to say, the majority in our churches are unfamiliar, unaware, uninformed, and ignorant of the truths of God's word. That's why the church in general looks just like the world. That's why the divorce rate in the church is basically the same as in the world. Why? Because we live knowing there is a shepherd, but we live really without him. That comes because we have a great deceiver that equates going to church with being a follower of Christ. That is why some of you are so deceived into thinking I can show up to church once every other week, every third, every fourth, and do life right. Impossible. Look at these two truths. Write them down if you would. Truth number one, Satan is a liar, and he hates the Bible. See, anytime I listen to Satan, it's a lie. Anytime I listen to Satan, it's a lie. And by the way, he's always attacking the word of God. Delude it, doubt it, deny it. Always. So what are we doing now? We're teaching the word of God. Do you realize the percentage of churches in the United States that would teach for an hour? Very small. Because you got to get a sermonette for a Christianette because they're out of there in 20 minutes. And it's sad. It's sad. Look at the next truth. God cannot lie. Look at the dichotomy. He cannot lie. The Bible says God cannot lie, so the promises of God are all true. And by the way, his word is all true. So why did people need to hear God speak to them back in those days? The very same reason you and I need to hear him today. Because if I don't hear God speak to me, I'm going to go my way. I'm going to make my decisions. I'm going to just go as if there is no God, even though I believe in him. But I'm going to live my life without a shepherd. The result of that is disaster. You and I know what that looks like. But if I do listen to the shepherd, if I do acknowledge that he has something to say to me from his mouth, then there's good things. I want you to see this verse. And as you get ready to see at the end of it, I want everybody to get ready with an amen. Okay? Even though you don't, Balmer, you're teaching good. I know I'm teaching good now. Just get amen. It's not about me. It's about this word. Look at this word. Here's what God says. Whether you turn to the right or the left, he's speaking to Christians now, your ears, ooh, hallelujah, will hear a voice. A voice. A voice behind you saying, I don't know what to say to you. I don't have a clue where you're to go. You'll hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way. Walk in it. That's God's voice. 80% of you never hear the voice. Never. And I'm here today to teach you how to hear it. 
I'm excited. Because <laughs> it's your life being changed. You're dead in religion. Listen up. You will hear a voice, God's voice. How amazing. And he will direct us. Why? Because he's a shepherd. He loves the sheep. He loves you and me. After 40 years of ministry, the number one question people ask me is this. Pastor Mark, I need direction in my life. Business, marriage, all kinds of kids, whatever. I need God's direction. What should I do? Valid question. I want you to look at this list for a moment. And I want to ask you as we go through it, as you sit here this morning, which one of these things do you need in your life? Be honest now. Don't be like that person. Well, I don't need any of this. No, 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 you do. I do too. We need to listen to God so we can receive direction. Some of you this morning need direction. Wisdom. Peace. Strength. Pastor Mike, you don't know what I'm going through. Man, I need God's strength. Hope. You just got a diagnosis. You're here without hope. Do you need to hear the voice of God? You need to hear the voice of God. Forgiveness. You've blown it this week. Your spouse doesn't know. Your friend doesn't know. But you know. And you hear God say, I heard you ask me for forgiveness. You're forgiven. By the way, what you'll hear from Satan is, you're condemned. Oh, you did it again? You think God's going to answer that? No, you'll hear another voice. Comfort and encouragement. We all need to hear those words in those ears. Look at the list for a moment. That was for you. Now look at the list and then look at me. We'll leave the list up there. My neighbor, my coworker, my classmate, every person that I walk to in my neighborhood at the mall, they need exactly the same things in their life. But they're not his sheep, so they will never hear his voice. So what are they? They're sheep without a shepherd. And they can't figure it out. So what did Jesus do? He verbally taught them the Bible. Well, Pastor Mark, okay, that was Jesus verbally speaking. How does he speak to us today? Well, remember in the Old Testament... God verbally spoke to selected people. Abraham, I'm choosing you to be the leader of a family of people called the Jewish nation. And you're going to change the world. Jesus speaking, we just heard in Matthew. Jesus began to teach them. But when was the last time any of us were sitting at home alone and we hear this? Hello, this is God speaking to you. If you do, normally people call a little ambulance and they take you to a certain place. Now, I'm not saying that God can't. I believe there are times, very few, that select people will still hear maybe 
the actual voice of God and the voice of Jesus. But that's very, 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 very rare. So if God is speaking, and now I know I have to hear him, how does he speak to me? Where I want you to turn next, I'll answer it, easy. John chapter 14, John chapter 14, John chapter 14, verse 26. When Jesus went back to heaven, just before he went back, since Jesus was not going to be verbally speaking to the disciples anymore, they're also wondering, well, how do we know what to do? Because we followed you every day, because when we got up in the morning, you said, here's the agenda. Now what? We're sheep. We need a shepherd. You're gone. Well, God sent the Holy Spirit. Look at this verse, 26, John 14, 26. But the counselor, and I'll preface this, God, the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you, notice, how many things? All things. And will remind you of everything I have said to you. So what happened is that when the Holy Spirit came, and what happens with the Holy Spirit? When you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, the Bible tells us that God puts within us, listen, the true shepherd. It's Jesus in the person of God, the Holy Spirit. So we actually have a shepherd inside of us speaking to us how to do life. And so here's the answer to how God speaks to us today. It's simple. You should have already figured it out. Here it is. God speaks to us through God, the Holy Spirit. So the minute you become a Christian, Jesus is in heaven. God is in heaven. But God, the Holy Spirit, is inside you and inside me. And he teaches us. He directs us. He cautions us. He challenges us. That's the role of the Holy Spirit. Now, let me show you how that works. So God uses the Holy Spirit to speak to us. Now, look at 1 John 2.27. But you have received the Holy Spirit, and he lives within you. Again, that's for Christians. That's when the Holy Spirit comes into you. You have God living in you. Notice what he says. He lives within you, so you don't need anyone to teach you what is true. The Spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit lives in you. Now, here's the key. For the Spirit teaches you everything you need to know. What do you need to know? The Spirit will teach you everything you need to know. Not some, everything you need to know. And what he teaches is true. It is not a lie. So just as he has taught you, remain in fellowship with Christ. So that is an amazing principle that says this. God is going to speak to us through the person of the Holy Spirit, who's our teacher, our counselor, our guide. But here's the next question you might have. I have it too. Well, if the Holy Spirit lives in me as a Christian, how does he speak to me? How does he speak through me? Today, Pastor Mark reminded us that sheep aren't really very smart Although it might feel insulting to be referred to as sheep, if we're honest with ourselves, the comparison is more true than we want to admit. Fortunately for us, God doesn't want to leave us wandering aimlessly. He wants to lead us into more truth, and He's given us avenues to accomplish that task. 
Lessons for Living is the teaching ministry of Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. We have multiple campuses to reach those living in Melbourne, Sebastian, and Vieira. All campuses meet each weekend and on Wednesdays to spend time collectively raising our voices in worship to our Most High God and studying the truth and blessings found in His Word. For more information, directions, and service times, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on the church link at the bottom of the page. Next time will be the conclusion of the teaching How to Listen to God, Part 1. Pastor Mark will continue to illustrate the importance of listening to God who wants to bless us rather than to Satan who wants to destroy us. We'll be hearing more about the ways God speaks to us and the blessings that come to us when we listen to and obey His voice. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series, Contagious Outrageous Joy. That's next time on Lessons for Living. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.